Welcome to the Motif Podcast. We support the healing, well-being, and connection among women of color by sharing their stories. I am your host, Shanetta McDonald. Here you'll hear from women of color who are navigating the world just like you. We hope you feel seen, we hope you feel heard, and we hope you feel connected. Today, our storyteller is Paris Alexandra, model, artist, and co-founder of BK Yoga Club, a Black women-owned body-positive yoga studio located in Brooklyn. Paris is a proud plus-size athlete, three times half-marathon runner, 200-hour certified yoga teacher, and Institute of Integrative Nutrition graduate. She's an MFA candidate at Goddard College with a focus on creative writing and the intersections of embodiment as it relates to Black women of the diaspora, claiming space and telling stories, with her writing works featured in publications like Self Magazine and Well and Good. Paris can also be seen representing plus-size diversity in Nike's global yoga campaign. Her vision is to inspire self-love and transform dominant narratives in beauty, wellness, and the arts, believing that movement is a walking prayer, and through poetry and song, we can see our reflections in each other and create the world we want to see. Welcome, Paris. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining. Um, I have so many questions, obviously, about the work you do, what you've created with BK Yoga Club, but I would love to start at the beginning so we can know more about your story within the community. Tell us where you grew up and what that was like. Um, Yeah, I grew up in Minnesota, and I moved around quite a bit, so I lived between Minneapolis, St. Paul, I lived in a small town called Duluth. I also lived in Denver. I grew up in the Midwest as well, so I vibe with that. (laughs) Um, Yay! (laughs) And why did you move around a bit? Um, Well, you know, my parents, they had a lot of challenges, and so we went between parents at a young age, you know, back and forth. And obviously this space motif is primarily for women or uh, folks who identify as women, um, but women of color specifically. So mm-hmm. black women, tell us what, if you had any early experiences of realizing your blackness, <laughs> uh, whether that was in school, your community, or anything that comes to mind. I think because I've always been felt like an outsider, like looking in because I was moving so much as a young person that I was always observing who I was relationship to my environment so at a very early age I was very clear that I was black and so I just always kind of ask those questions um I know that because of how I present you know in different places depending on where I go I can be perceived differently and have different Mm -hmm. access and privileges so um but I always knew that I was black and that was something that my mom who is you know, uh, multiracial that she was very much clear about because she came from an adopted family. So we talked about race at a very young age. I I feel like I I just grew up knowing and talking about it. And then when I did live in uh, the city called Duluth, Minnesota, for a couple of years, and I was actually born there, but I didn't grow up there, but I was there for a couple of years. It was very white. So there was a lot of experiences that I had with racism at a very young age, um, it was kind of like I felt stepping back into the 70s, at least. I'm not going to say the 60s, but it was like <laughs> living in the 70s as a black person and like white people, when you walk down the street, 
you get the looks, you get the stares, you know. So mm-hmm. I was very clear at a young age that I was black. Mm. Yep, totally get it. Were there moments similar to realizing your blackness where you also realized you were a woman and, and how oh, potentially different in society? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I come from hip hop, <laughs> you know, I'm listening yeah. to, you know, different songs about, you know, women and not necessarily positive or negative. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that I was very aware that I was a woman at a young age too, like a young woman. I was actually really excited to be a young woman growing up. So mm-hmm. I was just, I was always into that so yeah i think now my identity as a black woman has grown um and it's always been something uh i think that's important to you know celebrate yeah absolutely i did my research and it looks like you've been practicing yoga for about 12 years and you mentioned it's as a way to heal from trauma can you walk us through your journey of discovering that you need to heal yeah, no, I've actually been practicing yoga for 16 years. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I think for me, I, again, the mindfulness, the uh, being of the observer of your thoughts, like listening to your body um, and asking yourself those questions and being reflective. Mm-hmm. And just the whole practice of yoga for me has been, you know, at certain points in my life is really about pausing and observing what what is really going on mm-hmm. so a lot of things will come up um including you know experiences and so for me it's always been a way to really one of the many ways of really connecting with myself and really transforming my life you know yeah absolutely um what were you healing from if you don't mind sharing what are you healing from? We're all healing from something. I mean, I'm healing from a lot. <laughs> no, I think that right, like in the society, it's like I think what we message is that we're like constantly healing. But I do think that like, and I think that that's important, right? But I also think that it's important to not, you know, put ourselves at a deficit. Like, oh, I'm healing from this. I'm healing so that mm-hmm. our identity is not rooted in our trauma or the experiences that we had. And so for me, I think it's my question that I would ask is like, what am I growing? How am I growing? How am I learning? And I think yoga and many of these practices um, that I do supports my growth and my evolution and allows me to ask myself new questions about where I want to go. Yes, yes. And tell us about BK Yoga Club. How did that come about? What's your founder story? Um, well, it's a co-founder story because we <laughs> both met in yoga, uh, um, yoga class. We were literally doing a yoga training and we became friends over time and we just really, I mean, we we're the only black women in the class. That was mm-hmm. another thing. And, um, from there, like we really connected, um, we're also faith-based practitioners. So we kind of connected on that um just being aligned in that sort of way and also being in a yoga space um and so alicia who's the co-founder was like hey girl you want to start a yoga studio and i was like what like (laughs) um 
we can do pop-ups and she's like oh okay the next week she came was like hey girl what about this yoga studio and i was like and she showed me a picture on her pinterest like of how the actual space would look and then something inside of me like i just feel like it was god like yo this is this is a part of your journey right because i'm also an artist so i was really focused on you know my artistry at that time and it didn't and i just in that moment what was uh what i it was it just kind of expanded and opened you know for me when i saw that image and i was like okay cool but it also has to be a space for artists a space for young people like we would really flush this out together and mm -hmm. then from there we got really clear collectively on the vision what it would look like um holistically and then that's where you know bk young club came in and how many years ago was that how long was that Okay. Three. Well, it was uh, February twenty nineteen. Oh wow! Okay. So, yeah. So not too long ago. Recent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I've heard so many. I mean, you all have gotten some good press, obviously, and I think just through the power of social media, um, that's how I initially discovered the work that you all were doing. And awesome. yeah, I think it's incredible. I wish there were more spaces like that. There, there really aren't. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so thank you for, for the work that you both are doing. Yeah, no, and that's why when I saw the work that you're doing, I think we all get to continue to, you know, grow, continue to expand, continue to start, you know, mm -hmm. just starting. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then just oh, letting man. go of attachment to like what it's going to look like, or who's going to show up or who likes you, who doesn't like. Yes. I think it's really important, like, and throughout this process, we've been really aligned and, like, showing up for ourselves personally, but showing up for our vision, and then how does this vision connect to the overall collective vision that we have, so that's been really, like, a driving force for us. I love it. You said all the things I need to hear. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And not getting attached to the outcome. And it, starting really is the hardest part. Once you start, at least for me, once I start, I'm like, okay, I'm in the flow. I'm good. But it's just the anxiety, um, which is usually fear. Uh, and also wanting to control the outcome. Uh, that usually starts many, stops many people, excuse me, from even starting. So. And the thing is, I feel like um, when you do it, you encourage other people to do it, right? So mm -hmm. when you take over club, you know, it's been really beautiful to see other people start their businesses, other people to go in different directions and expand because I think you are consciously living, you know, your purpose inspires mm -hmm. other people to really stand and, and activate their purpose. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, and you, you mentioned you're an artist, uh, and a part of that is your writing. So how long have you been a writer, and what role has your writing played in your healing? Oh, that's so great. Um, so writing, since I was in third grade, I have always been obsessed with writing. I had a teacher that really took to me at a young age. Hmm. And um, I would keep all my stories and all my, my writings in like a file separate from the class that I would just write right away. And then from there, I just continued to write. And then as I got older, journaling was a really, really uh, helpful thing for me. So when I was having different experiences or challenges or just different processes or thinking about life, journaling was a way for me to really connect with myself. And I think it's still, it's still that to this day, 
Um, I do a lot of reflection writing. I do a lot of affirmation writing. I do, a lot, I mean, I write a lot of poetry. I write songs. I write articles. Um, that's my, that's the way I like to tell stories through writing and crafting stories. I'm a writer as well, and I don't know how you find time for writing. It's <laughs> as much as I love writing, I'm like, it's just, just so hard for me at least to, to dedicate that time to it uh, amongst other things. Do you have a practice or a kind of a, a cadence of, of your writing work? So I journal, um, I would try to say every morning, but it doesn't always look like that. Like I did journal today. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I just get up and get out, you know? Um, yeah. But I journal regularly. I'm actually restarting. I did the artist way like 10 years ago. I'm starting that again nice. with a friend. Um, that really focuses on morning pages mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm excited to find more time to write because I know a lot of the professional writers that I love dearly um, they write every day even when they're not inspired and you know I'm working on that <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. and I guess that's what it's called a practice right and none of mm -hmm. it will be perfect it's it's a practice so I haven't read the artist way in at least seven years. I love that you mentioned that. I kind of want to go dig it back out. Um, yeah, no, I just ordered the book yesterday. Um, so I'm excited. That's amazing. Amazing. And you've gotten a lot of great recognition for all of your work, but also um, your partnership with Nike. How did that come about? You know, I didn't do anything out of the norm that I thought. I wasn't checking for them. You know, mm -hmm. I was just I wasn't even posting outfits or anything like for typical people do, but they just legit found me on Instagram, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I nice. don't, yeah, that's what happened. Yes, yes. I think it's also that is a testament for us to just show up and continue to be ourselves, though, right? Um, I know so many times we, myself, um, I'm always reaching for something or trying to attain something or doing something, but. Also, there is beauty in, in reward from the universe in us just existing, right? And being authentically who we are. Um, that, that is appealing to people. <laughs> and not, for, not that we should do it for that reason, but, you know, it, it, it just is a reminder for us to just sit in our greatness as we do. Um, what I continue to learn is just to, again, be, be in my purpose be in my life even when I know and feel like I don't have it all figured out or I don't know what the end result is going to be staying authentic and true to my path has been the most rewarding experience you know what I'm saying so that's how I think things come is if you're staying true to you and your path and also when you're messy and when you don't have it figured mm, out you know yes. there's not a plan and there's not a like strategy you're just living your life and you're living in alignment with whatever your purpose is yes 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 reminder to i was listening to um from the part of the spiritual program and yesterday where they were talking about showing up messy right because so many times we, we want to figure it out get it right how do we do it perfectly and they're like no show up messy messy like that is where yeah. your growth comes and the thing comes like allow yourself to do that and to be that because also we're human right so you're going to be messy anyway you might as well just accept it <laughs>
Yeah, what program is this? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's, so I am a part of my story is an eating disorder, part of my story, excuse me. Oh, um, okay. And so, yeah, so I'm in, I've been in recovery for, in from, in healing from that for about seven and a half years. And it's a spiritual-based program is what it is. Oh, nice. um, And so I'm in that program and then another program that's related to, to being affected by alcoholism, um, which is another part oh, of my wow. story. Um, okay. So yeah, I have all the help that I, <laughs> that's that's I can do. That you're doing the work, you know? Yeah. Yes, that's yes, amazing. yeah. And I've grown just so much, so. And I think, again, I think um, that's important, like, again, to know why we're doing what we're doing mm. so that, you know, we don't be defined by our experiences of trauma and, mm -hmm. you know, just know that where's your why, like, why are you doing what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that can pull you in places that you would never imagine, you know? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. What's your, what's your motivation for this? I get asked that a lot in those programs. It's like, when I, when I, even as simple as like my response to someone at work is like, I've, I've gotten the willingness now to take a step back and be like, what is my motivation for asking this? Is it because I want them to respond in a certain way? Is it because I genuinely want to know? Um, so the work for me actually goes that deep into like, okay, am I trying to manipulate this outcome or do I genuinely care do I need to detach do I need to set a boundary um so I get the I've been blessed with the grace not perfectly uh, but when I'm willing to to receive that grace and lean into it to like you said think about like why, why do I want to do this <laughs> all of it in in all areas yeah. of my life so yes yeah. obviously the last year was rough for everyone um was there anything you learned about yourself in the past year yeah, a lot. <laughs> me get quiet. Mm. I thought that I was quiet with myself, but my life was moving so fast. Um, so it definitely made me slow down. Um, I didn't realize that I felt lonely. And so that was kind of something that came up immediately. I was like, oh, wait a second. I ain't got no man. Like, what's going <laughs> on? Like, you know, and it made me realize, like, how, like, important companionship is, right? And then also mm -hmm. my friendships. Mm -hmm. So I just, like, reconnected over 2020 with friendships in a different way, which is super, like, just been beautiful. Like, I have, like, three friend groups that I really connect with regularly, and it just, it's amazing because we're, like, planning trips and doing, you know, just having conversations and supporting each other through our different transitions. I have another group that I talk to, and it's, like, we're talking about prayer and meditation, and then I have a mm -hmm. fitness group of friends. So um, it's it. really connected. Yeah, it's really been really great because all of those things are important, but because of how I lived – um, I was always on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So I was a hard person to really like stay in touch with, you know, mm -hmm. even though I love, I have such a love for people. It was hard. For, I had to re like really get like connected with my people, you know, mm -hmm. in a real way. Um, and so that honestly, I would say that is my biggest lesson is the connection piece. And then also the sitting with myself, looking at loneliness and looking at what is that? What's coming up? What does that look like? What's happening there? Um, what do I want, you know, in a partnership? So all of those questions have been like super supportive 
for me and then in 2021 i'm just living my best life so <laughs> <laughs> i love it and i i've had this same experience i learned a lot of things about myself in the past year but one in particular was yeah the importance of my friendships and i had literally again the exact same experience but one thing that happened is i have two friends one lives in new york the other lives in la and we weren't saying each other at all the one me and the person in LA and obviously the person mm -hmm. in New York and um you know we would talk every once in a while the two yeah. grew up together so they knew each other for I don't know what 15 plus years but we started like this Friday weekly Friday happy hour yeah. and, it too. and like it was virtual and we still do it we do it imperfectly now That's but so um every single Friday it's like are we talking we're talking okay and I mean, oh my gosh yes it, it was it was it has been the most fulfilling thing i think um especially you know we're, all three of us are black women and so we have leaned on each other heavily and when we've needed to in the past year when we needed to all the time essentially yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's been really 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 great and also friendships um here like i have a friend who i've been friends with for i don't know maybe seven years and me and him weren't talking as much or had not necessarily grown apart, but definitely weren't talking as much as we talk and spend time with each other now. And we were just like, hey, let's let's rekindle this. So <laughs> we've grown yeah. closer. Um, so yeah, it's definitely highlighted the the relationships that are really important to me and giving me more time to truly focus on them because there weren't many distractions. There were no distractions. Mm -hmm. And now as like 2020, cause sometimes I, I my past, cause I moved so much around. I was always trying to get new friends. Right. Mm -hmm. So as I got older, I was like, I looked around, I'm like, there's so many people around me that I haven't even like, <laughs> I have like two people that I would like really stay in touch with. And I'm like, let me open up my circle. There's mm -hmm. like all these people around me that are like, want to show love and like want to connect and you know so it was also a shift in perspective of like abundance like hey yes. got these folks around here that want to support and want to like pour in and i want to pour in you know what i'm saying so i think that was like honestly i would say my biggest like lesson you know mm -hmm. Yeah, go where the love is. Go where the love yeah, is. Okay. <laughs> How can people connect with you and support your work? So I would say that, uh, again, check in with BK Yoga Club at BK Yoga Club on Instagram. Lovely virtual classes. We have workshops. We have one called Hey Sis Heart Check, which is really centered around, you know, typically the black women who are like always the strong friend or like always the people the person that people go to really having a space to really check in with themselves and with each other so i'll be co-leading that group it starts in july with like various therapists which is super exciting and then um we have other groups coming up we have a rest retreat coming up uh we also um have outdoor classes happening so if you're in brooklyn or in new york city come and check us out in real time and then you can of course follow me on instagram um i have my personal instagram at paris underscore alexandra and i am writing and sharing and trying not to be ratchet <laughs> <laughs> i 
I would be ratchet this summer. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So I like to talk to people. If we talk enough and we feel like we have a real connection, I follow people back. I think that should be a yeah. thing. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I used to not do that, but now I do it. I'm like, why not? Like, why is it, it this big yeah. thing that, like, no one cares? No one cares. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> yes. So if we really connect for real and we're, like, really building it, I don't, I'm not... I'm not stingy with the follows. So okay. Like, like, let's, let's, you know, let's connect. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Paris. It was great learning a little bit more about your story and obviously the work you do. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for your work and stepping out on, on faith and doing your thing. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Motif Podcast. We hope you heard what you needed to hear. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. To find more stories from women of color, sign up for our newsletter on OurMotif.co and visit us on social at OurMotif. Until next time, stay well.